Welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again. Talking everything Buffalo Bills. This show coming out on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all those dads out there. For those listening, hopefully you got your dad some good-looking Bills gear or Bills swag, whatever it is that he might want and enjoy. And uh, again, just enjoying the the weekend and, and a happy Father's Day to everyone out there listening today. Um, speaking of things you might've listened to, if you've not caught it yet earlier in the week, I was with the guys on not another Buffalo podcast, um, chatting about some of those preseason and OTA and training camp darlings going through our draft. Had a lot of fun with those guys, honestly, just a a lot of good laughs, uh, with the crew and, and just a shout out to, to Jonathan and Brandon and Pat and the great work that they continue to do. If you have not caught that show yet, I encourage you to do so. They have a lot of fun. Do not take themselves too seriously and talk about a lot of great Bill's history, a lot of great Bill's storylines, and uh, and it was just a blast to be on with them. So if you have not caught that show yet, look it up at the Buffalo Rumblings feed. It's on our homepage at buffalorumblings.com as well, and you can certainly check it out there. Now for today's show, really just kind of had some thoughts I wanted to run by with you guys and and just sort of you know, tell you what's been on my mind a little bit as it comes to the Bills. That quiet time of the off season is you you really kind of get to things and, and start to thinking what this upcoming season can really look like. Last time I was on the podcast, I talked about the possibility of just saying like, hey, would the Bills consider bringing someone like Emmanuel Sanders back? Almost having him be more of that bench player, of course, not really filling the role that he had during the 2021 season and adding some of that depth. But when you talk about that, I guess you could say the lack of depth, a lot of that comes to the confidence that the Bills have, and of course many fans have, and third-year wide receiver Gabriel Davis. A lot of times when you talk about a a player, right, it's that third-year jump. We've talked about it in the past, certainly last season, for guys like Ed Oliver and Dawson Knox. And now when we get to Gabriel Davis, you think to the finish that he had in the season and what that really meant for the Buffalo Bills. Now, when you talk about him, right, I mean, we we saw the flashes that came from Davis as a rookie, almost 600 yards receiving, seven receiving touchdowns, some splash type plays in the playoffs, most notably to me in that game against the Indianapolis Colts with those really just toe drag, toe tap catches that he was making to allow the Bills to, you know, kind of keep the offense moving in that time. Then you fast forward to the 2021 season, and I'll say it was a little bit of a slow start for Davis. You know, I think the the presence of Emmanuel Sanders, he really ended up being that starting wide receiver, right opposite of Stefan Diggs. And as we looked at things, it was a relatively slow start, again, for Davis. You know, you look through some of his stat lines through the early weeks, right? The opener against Pittsburgh, two receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown. Um, No catches, no targets against Miami in week two. In week three against Washington, one reception for 23 yards. Um, Week four against Houston, no receptions. One for 16 against Kansas City. You know, so you, you go through all of these pieces and you're thinking to yourself, okay, 
here's a guy where the arrow was pointing up, but not the start to the year that anyone would have expected. And I think especially as you look through some of this, you can look at his early snap counts. Okay, played 51% of the snaps against Pittsburgh in week one. That was his highest snap percentage for some period of time, right? 32% against Miami in week two, 29% against Washington, 43% against Houston, 25% against Kansas City. And it goes on and on and on. I mean, he played 52% in a blowout win, 45-17 to 17, over the New York Jets in Week 9. But you weren't seeing a lot of Gabriel Davis last season, right? You just were, were seeing some, some mediocre stat lines and, and not a whole lot of playing time. Then the Bills lose to New England 14-10 to 10 in that Monday night football game that we all would rather forget, right, in Week 12 where it just was a putrid wind game, you kind of name it. He played 28% of the snaps. But then after that, we saw a little bit of a difference in the Bills, right? We saw a little bit of a difference in their offensive philosophy after kind of stuttering a bit, right? That loss to New England. You look at uh, the loss to the Indianapolis Colts, the loss to Jacksonville. You know, they'd kind of been in this weird stretch of just kind of finding their identity on offense. And then starting in Week 13 against Tampa Bay, and even despite that game being a loss, you started to see more Gabriel Davis. 83% of the snaps in that game. 90% of the snaps against Carolina. Could not play in week 15 because of COVID against New England. But then coming back the following week against Atlanta, playing 87% of the snaps and 91% of the snaps in the finale against the New York Jets. So you started to see more of this presence and certainly something that was good for the Buffalo Bills. Take that even a step further to the playoffs, right? 71% against New England in the divisional round game, and then in the loss to Kansas City, playing 83% of the snaps where he absolutely exploded with eight receptions for 201 yards and four receiving touchdowns. Now, when we talk about Davis, it's not just the excitement that Buffalo Bills fans have for him. You start to see his name circulated so much in fantasy football circles. You see guys like Josh Norris. You hear about him talked on ESPN. Um, Gabriel Davis, right, is a wide receiver too. A high passing offense is starting to get a lot of buzz out there. It's going to be interesting to see what this season looks like for him. Again, you can go through these pieces. So much of the memory, you think, again, that final stretch of the year. And even during the regular season, right, like, Okay, 5 for 43 against Tampa Bay, 5 for 85 and two touchdowns against Carolina, 3 for 40 against Atlanta, 3 for 39 against the New York Jets, despite even being targeted 14 times. So it wasn't this overwhelming stat line. But again, just some of that consistency, being that player, someone that Josh Allen has a rapport with. What is it going to look like for Gabriel Davis during the 2022 season? Of course, I'm high on him, right? You you look at him as wide receiver two in the Buffalo Bills offense. Expectations will be high, right? If defenses are going to focus on Stephon Diggs, that can free up Davis. I'm all here for it. But what will that look like this season? It's really hard to tell. And again, you talk about 2021 playing sparingly in the first two-thirds of the season before things really started to kick in in week 13, it'll be real interesting to see what Gabriel Davis does for the Bills this year. 
Now you talk about some of the spots behind him. Again, we've we've talked about this, and Sal Capaccio said the other day, um, again, right, was talking about Emmanuel Sanders as a possibility. And Sal said maybe Isaiah McKenzie is that possibility of filling, let's call it the Gabriel Davis role from 2021. Guy that has some flexibility, but maybe McKenzie ends up being the backup on the outside, that number three wide receiver, right? If you go in those four wide receiver sets, if Jamison Crowder's in the slot or whatever they may do, that's something to watch that could be interesting. But when you talk about the confidence that Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, the staff must have in Gabriel Davis, you know, I think it's finally showing and he is going to get that chance during this season, which will be really exciting. You know, a couple of other other guys have been thinking about a little bit, right, while the expectations have been so high for Gabriel Davis, a guy that expectations have, have really been rock bottom with has been Zach Moss. You know, you, you talk about, you know, him as a player, some of the expectations coming out of Utah, um, what it was going to look like for him. Was he going to take over for Devin Singletary in the backfield? And things just really have not have not clicked to that standpoint. Now we know there's been some injuries that he's battled. It's, you know, listen, you make the transition to the NFL for some guys, it doesn't just happen right away, but right during the 2021 season, 96 rush attempts, 345 yards, appearing in 13 games, being inactive for some games, you know, Zach Moss is a guy heading into year three that has a lot to prove. Now, Drafting James Cook in round two, that puts you in a little bit of a tough spot there as well because, you know, you invest a second round pick in someone, you imagine that he is going to come in and play. You just you just imagine that's going to happen. But is Moss going to have that opportunity to be that, that bruising back, maybe someone to be the finisher in a short yardage situation? Or with the drafting of James Cook, is that someone that they've kind of moved on from and just saying, hey, Singletary can do some of these pieces. We've got Josh Allen, of course, you know, a, a successful rushing quarterback in short yardage situations. But what are we going to see from Zach Moss? Are we going to see Zach Moss? And, you know, by all accounts, and again, we're talking about OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Um, looks like he's in shape. Looks like he's, you know, having a good time, motivated out there by all the reports but it'll be curious to see what takes place in training camp and the preseason and what his role looks like for the team this year. Um, Obviously I'd like to see him make that next step and show that he can be a viable NFL running back, especially with Devin Singletary in the last year of his rookie deal. But right. I just don't know at this point, but that is someone I've got an eye on. I'm rooting for him. Um, I think many fans are right to see what he can do. And hopefully Zach Moss can kind of have that bounce back type of season in year three. You know, when we talk about trade candidates for the Bills, I know A.J. Epinesa's name comes up a lot in conversation. I think I would put Zach Moss's name on that list. If he does have a good training camp, if he is healthy, if he's doing a good job during the preseason, you know, maybe another team has somewhat of an injury. Maybe that's someone that Buffalo can can swap for a pick, but that's kind of getting ahead of myself, right? I mean, I think sometimes when we talk about trade candidates, I feel like I'm grasping at straws for somebody that could be a fit. But right now I'm rooting for Zach Moss. 
I hope that he has a good training camp, a good preseason, and can be a viable option for the Buffalo Bills this year. You know, I'm not expecting them to to run a lot more than they have in the past, but I'm expecting them to run more effectively and hopefully less running plays from Josh Allen. That's just for me, right? I mean, I love when he gets out in the open field and when he slides and all the things like that take place. But, you know, if, if Moss can be that guy that I think we all thought he would be that can convert on those, right, second and third and short down type of situations, that would be great to see. So a couple different trajectories, right, for these two guys. Moss, the expectations have really been muted, completely under the radar. Nobody really talking about much, and hopefully, you know, he can kind of get things going in the right direction for this year. And Gabriel Davis, of course, being so sky high right now. Uh, I don't even know if it's based in reality with what the expectations could be for him, but I'm certainly here for it and looking forward to this season. So I'm going to get out of here for now. Just wanted to chat with you on those two guys. Again, kind of was was thinking about the the two different directions that at least uh, the arrow was pointing right now. And hopefully it continues to point up for Gabriel Davis and for Zach Moss. It kind of makes that turn and gets heading in the right direction too. So always appreciate you guys tuning in. Like I said, happy Father's Day to everyone. I'm going to get out of here for now. And as always, go Bills.